Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross from the future. I'm recording this about 170 episodes in. We're currently in June 2023 and I just thought I'd record an introduction to my earlier episodes for the simple reason my sister was at breakfast the other day in a cafe and she overheard a lady saying to her friend, I have just found the inner work conversation. It's really, really useful. I'm going to go right the way to the beginning and work my way through the episodes. And it immediately made me want to try and contact this lady who I have no idea who she is and be like, no, don't do that. Because this this podcast, it's been going for a few years. And during that time, I have grown. I have changed. I have evolved. I have grown more confident in my abilities and in my competence, not just in my podcasting abilities, but also in what I do with my clients. I've become much more sure about who I best work with, who I best serve, and how we can best have conversations around the topics that are meaningful to the people who I work with. And so it makes me want to go, oh God, no, listen to the more recent episodes. That's where you're going to get your best value. That's where you're going to get your best insights. And it also, to be honest, makes me go, oh, in those older episodes, I sound different. I sound different because I was trying really hard. I was trying really hard to be liked and accepted. I was trying really hard to find my place in this in this space. And I think it comes through. I think that you can hear that. And I'll be honest, there's some old, old episodes that I've gone back and I've thought, oh, that, that's made me cringe or I actually disagree with myself. And so it leaves me with the question, why wouldn't I take the old episodes down? And my simple answer is this. As we all navigate life and business, we all evolve and we all grow. And there is always going to be an older version of us that we wish we'd have said things differently or we wish we'd have done things differently. Like for example, at the beginning of my business, I wish that I'd have been much more confident in who I worked with and how I can serve them and really back in my own, you know, opinions around certain things. But I can't go back. None of us can. None of us can go back to a previous version of ourselves and rewrite time. And so I'm leaving all of my older episodes in for one reason only. And that is because I want you to take these older episodes and take them for what they are, a demonstration of someone growing and evolving and learning in public. And I I say all of this and I introduce this episode with the hope that that not only inspires you, but also helps you to give yourself permission to grow and evolve and learn in public. So many of us just won't put ourselves out there for fear that it's not going to be good enough and you know it's not going to be right and when i when i listen back to my original my my initial podcast episodes it's not good enough and it's not right by my standards now but it was back then everyone has to start somewhere we all have to start somewhere we can't just rock up to something and be who we want to be or have the quality that we want to have from day one. So with what you're about to listen to, please, please know that as these podcasts, as the numbers roll on, the more me you will hear me get, but that's the more me now. Yeah. And that's not to say that there isn't value and insight in these older episodes. It's just letting you know that this is my version of growing and evolving out loud. So with all that said, let's get into the episode.
Welcome to episode 32 of the Innerware Conversation, a podcast I've created for leaders like you. This podcast is dedicated to making sure you feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone, because let's face it, leadership loneliness is a thing. I'm Nikki Cross, owner of Thrive Life and Business, and in today's episode, I wanted to share with you my five key reasons why you might find it hard to follow through with your goals. I do explain this at the end of the episode, but I want to give you the heads up up front. If you're after a polished, heavily edited episode with no cat noises in the background, yes, you heard that correctly, cat noises, meows, this episode probably isn't for you. (laughs) But in the spirit of walking my talk, I had block book time for when I was going to record this episode and I have practiced time discipline and thank God I did as well because if I'd have left it till later which was what I wanted to do you wouldn't be listening to this right now not that I knew at the time but later wouldn't have been an option I'm explaining this not to apologize for the quality of today's episode because the content is still rich and for those of you who know me you're already aware that I work from home and like you I'm doing the best I can with what I've got it's more to show you that I am also doing the work too. The point that I'm trying to make here, it links really heavily into today's topic. So I won't dive into that in any more detail. I just wanted to serve that to you up front. There's just one more thing that I wanted to say before we dive in today. And that is that I have received so many messages over the last few weeks with feedback on the episodes and saying that you've been introduced to the Innerware conversation by a friend. So if you are that friend, I want to give you a heartfelt thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing my podcast with your network. It means the world to me and hopefully it extends the impact that I can make with my work too, which as you'll find out in this episode is my goal. So without further ado, let's dive in. In Thrive Together, which is my group membership for leaders, we are just rounding off the topic of June, which is intentional rest, and we're heading into goal setting. Now, the order of these two themes were actually really important because each week inside Thrive Together, we do something called power planning, And this works whether you join the live call or catch the replay. Power planning is essentially a method I have created to help you make progress towards your goals while still appreciating that there's business as usual stuff to factor in, a family to care for, obligations to fulfil, and of course, let's not forget, looking after yourself too. (laughs) And this is a topic that I feel so passionately about. Too often I hear leaders who work with me saying things like, I'll let myself be proud when. I'll be happy when, I'll take a break when, I'll schedule in rest when, I'll be ready when I've done, insert relevant qualification. It's always when. We're always delaying gratification, delaying satisfaction, delaying our opportunity to take a a rest or a break. I am so passionate about this, in fact, that I'm in the throes of creating a method that ties it all together. And this method's called Thrive First. So I'm not going to say any more on that because it's all in its infancy as a concept, but I will reveal all as I proceed forward. But I remember, I'll go all the way back before I dive into this episode, I remember when I was sat on my friend's floor at her coffee table drinking wine one night back in November 2019, we were thinking of names for what my business was going to be called and Thrive Life and Business just felt right it just felt right I didn't know why at the time until I was doodling the next week and I created my Venn diagram have any of you seen it if you have not I will leave it in the show notes um but 
if you just imagine in your head a two circle Venn diagram, inside one circle is life, inside the other circle is business. And when they cross over in the middle, there is you. Um, I've shared this loads and loads over on my social media, but I don't really think I knew the significance of this at the time, but I was absolutely going to find out. (laughs) As I launched the business, I think it was in May 2020, whatever month it was, it was definitely the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) I felt that. Um, But I started taking on one-to-one clients and I noticed a trend in every single one of them, regardless of why they'd come to me, whether it was to feel more fulfillment in their current role as a CEO, whether it was to transition out of their role um, as a leader in a business and into being a business owner themselves, whether it was to feel confident as a leader, to stop being stifled by their inner critic who was running the show, whatever the reason, the one thing that I noticed was how their habits were depleting their own self-trust. And at the beginning of our work together, they would be speaking to themselves like shit, constantly giving themselves a not good enough approach, putting their own needs last, actively people-pleasing and being busy to avoid the thing that they really wanted to do. And I know this sounds backwards, but it's not. Being busy carries the false benefit of getting to avoid the thing that requires courage. And I'm saying this about my clients, but these are all lessons that I've had to learn too and continue to work on myself, full transparency. In fact, everything that I've built from the one-to-one coaching journey and the transformation that I take my clients through over there to the group membership Thrive Together, it's all originally born from what myself, what I have needed but couldn't find. And anyway, that's all the detail. What is true is it all started with me having one simple goal. What I've done in this episode, I've linked the post that I did last year in the show notes. It's over on my Instagram. It was on the 23rd of June, 2020. I posted a picture of the happiness planner and what I'd written inside there back the year before in 2019. And when I look in there, physically I've got it in my hand now. My goal, I'd written this down. My goal was to own my own business, helping leaders and business owners be their best and thrive. I used that word, thrive. I didn't know at the time that this would later be a part of my business name, but by affirming that one goal, I literally set the wheels in motion. I knew how much I'd get in my own way, so I hired a coach and a mentor to help me work through my own bullshit and remain accountable for for making progress. And one thing that I can say, and I remember writing that goal down, I diligently, steadily, daily, no exaggeration, put in the work to build in the concept of the website and the services and the packages. And yeah, as you can probably tell, because I'm here, (laughs) in the end, I left my job. The job which I then thought was the absolute pinnacle of my career to leap into the unknown. And this is so linked to today's episode, this massive intro that I'm giving you because this goal had been inside me for years previously. And it wasn't as simple as I've made out here in that I didn't just set a goal and then leap. That It didn't happen like that. But I, what I do want to say is I'd set this goal so many times before in my head. I'd spoken to people about it. But I'd, one thing that I do recognise is I'd never simply, plainly, concisely written it out like I had done in, in that happiness plan at that time. But I did know it was there. And that's where this episode kicks in. Why don't we follow through then? If we know that there's a goal that lives inside us, and when we set a goal, even when we do write it down very concisely and very plainly what we want, 
and it clearly connects to us on a deep, maybe even spiritual level. When we know we want it, why then don't we follow through? Why do we find ourselves doing the manana dance? Oh, next week, next month, tomorrow, you know, I'll do it when this stuff that we feed ourselves you know I'll do it when I've got less on I'll do it when I've got a clean slate more qualifications you know the drill (laughs) I don't have to give you more examples you already know how it goes in your own head you know how it goes so this episode is about the top five ways that I've personally got in my own way and I've seen client after client after client do it too and work through that and my hope is that you can listen to these five let's call them goal cock blockers (laughs) And I want you to see yourself too. I want you to listen. And with every point that I'm making, think to yourself, do I do that? How does that play out for me? And if I really get really geeky with it, which why not? That's who I am. (laughs) Grab a pen and paper. If you want to listen to each point and then journal around each point, let's get some self-reflection going on. (laughs) There's the learning and development geek in me coming out. Anyway, let me rein her back in and crack on. I hope that context has helped. I know it's taken up a chunk of this episode, but by giving it, I'm really wanting you to hear that I'm coming from a place of experience. This isn't just me spouting off. And equally, I also want to say that these five points that I'm going to make, they're not exhausted. They're not straight up. We're humans. We're really fucking complex creatures, actually. And for that reason, I... I try so hard in the podcast to bring you practical and concise tips and advice, but at the same time, respecting the fact that you're so much more complex, just like me and just like the next person, than five tips to or five reasons why. There's so much more to it and I accept that. My aim with every episode that I produce for the Inner Work Conversation is to help you feel seen and empowered and reassured that you're not alone in the way that you feel. So with that said, let's jump in. So the first way, the first reason that I see a lot of people not following through on their goals is number one, when you set a goal, you're not accounting for the things that you have to learn or the ways that you'll need to develop or grow in order to meet that goal. And therefore it throws you into imposter syndrome or convincing yourself that this mustn't be for you. So I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna do a whole other episode on this particular topic but I did want to include it here I don't believe in the smart method I know I've mentioned this in a in another episode you know specific measurable achievable realistic time bound there are certain aspects of the smart method that I absolutely believe in specifically specific measurable and time bound but the issue that I have with it is the R the realistic when we set realistic goals we remove the opportunity for growth when we set realistic goals we are setting them from our limited belief about what we think we're capable of now now I'm not suggesting here that you go off oh, fuck it I'm going to put travel to the moon in a month on you on my goals list but what I am suggesting is that when we set goals from the place that we're at now we have to acknowledge that we have a world view now and therefore our goal setting can be incredibly hindered by that if however you are with me either meta- metaphorically as in you agree with me in this podcast or if you are with me physically as in you're with me inside thrive together and we we practice this stuff you will also agree that goal setting should challenge your limiting beliefs it should help you not only to pursue a material or tangible goal or success because why the fuck not you totally deserve it but it should also support your growth and expansion the problem comes when we don't acknowledge this when we set a goal that is not from the limited view of what we believe is possible for us now 
So therefore we set an unrealistic goal, but we don't prepare ourselves for that challenge. Or if I if I word it another way, when we set a stretching goal, so something that does challenge us, does push us, but we don't prepare ourselves for that challenge, that's where the problems come in. And that's where my first point comes in. Not accounting for the knowledge that you might need to gain or the skills you might need to develop or the habitual behaviours or thought patterns that you'll need to challenge and change on the pursuit to your goal. The result of this is that you set the goal and instead of accepting that, yes, there are ways that I'll need to grow in order to meet my goal and it might feel more challenging or it might take longer, more on this in point five, than you'd first point. Instead of accepting that and acknowledging that and actually looking at the ways that we need to grow, we stop. We stop and we call it imposter syndrome. I hear this so, so often. Oh, I just feel like such an imposter. Yeah, I bet you do. That's because you're operating at level three when your growth is still on level one, catching up. And that's okay, by the way. I'm all for that. But instead of doing the dance of, oh, I feel like an imposter. What if they find me out? I'm going to make a fool of myself. Oh, fuck it. I just quit. You know, it's not for me. Instead of that, how about I'm learning and I'm growing and I might get it wrong, but those lessons will contribute to my growth and my ability and it will make me even more equipped to meet this goal. How about that? How about taking an approach to your goal that instead of expecting to just magically being able to achieve it, that you instead acknowledge where your areas for growth are and actually include them as part of your goal um, goal pursuit, your goal journey and even celebrate. You know, not only, this is the thing, we don't, we don't, just have the opportunity to celebrate when we actually achieve a goal. We have the opportunity to celebrate the journey of achieving that goal, the milestones, but also the growth that is involved in that as well. Um, so yeah, point one <laughs> in a nutshell is when we set the goal, not accounting for the ways in which we'll need to grow and giving up. Point number two is you set goals, but you haven't set a plan of how to achieve them. And therefore, you make it hard to uphold personal accountability and very easy to blame something else. <laughs> okay, this is quite a big one. So let me let me explain. Inside Thrive Together, I teach about the different hats we wear as leaders. And the very short version of it, which I think I've mentioned in another episode, is there is the CEO hat that we wear and when we're wearing the CEO hat we are setting the vision then there's the manager hat the manager looks after quality and efficiency and volume of work and then there's the worker hat who basically just wants both the other guys to fuck all the way off and they just want to work they just want to get shit done and they will work and they will work and they will work and when we're setting goals we are normally wearing our CEO hat we are usually pumped. We're in big picture vision. We're in the headspace of that, that mountain over there, that's the one that we're going to climb. And we don't normally factor in when we're in this headspace, we don't normally factor in execution. We don't normally factor in the hat of the worker. I personally see and have always seen goal setting as absolutely not a standalone task. In my head, I can see it so clearly. It goes, reflect, look back, take a look at the learning from the previous period of time, then connect to your vision, what do you really, really want? And from there, set a goal, then make a plan to achieve your goal and then execute and just go round and round doing that. Reflect, connect to your vision, set a goal, make a plan, execute, reflect, <laughs> connect to your vision, set a goal, make a plan, execute. Just 
Think of it. Think of it as though if you were driving to Scotland from Southampton, or I know a lot of my listeners are also in the US and Australia, or anywhere. <laughs> think of it as if you were driving from one end of the country to the other. You would consider the last time you did a journey like that. How did that go? Even if it was subconscious, you would reflect in your own head and you'd think, "Take snacks." <laughs> or, or or whatever then you'd set your goal which in this instance the metaphor that we're using you'd put the destination into your sat nav then you'd plan your route and you consider the milestones you wouldn't do it in one hit and this is so useful because without breaking that goal down into things you actually need to do to achieve that big goal which is arriving at your destination you then have your milestones so you know that if you reach the middle of the country in good time, you are able to go, actually, I'm doing really, really well. I'm on track. This is so useful because without breaking the down into the things that you'll actually need to do in order to achieve that big goal, it's just a vague, lofty intention, right? You can't progress towards a vague, lofty intention. And just a side note on this, I know this for a fact. I got stuck in this for years because... Before I set up Thrive Life and Business, I kept it vague and lofty, meaning <laughs> meaning that I could always blame, oh, but I didn't know where to start. And I did that for years. And there is a false benefit to keeping something very vague and being very overwhelmed and not knowing where to start. There's a false benefit in that. And for me, that false benefit was I got to avoid the vulnerability that comes with being new, the risk of failure and judgment from others who held me in high regard because I had a great job and moving into a space where I'd need to market myself online, be seen, potentially not create financial success, not be able to serve the people I wanted to. And these are just a few false benefits. You know, best believe there are benefits in being able to blame something that is not you. The, the list goes on and on and on. But when you shoulder the responsibility of progressing towards your goal, it's on you. And that's a lot to shoulder, but it's also fucking amazing at the same time. And I know that that sounds a bit woo, but consider this. You have been born into this life where you get to create your own path. And it might not feel like it. You might feel stifled by your current situation or the trap of the golden handcuffs or your current role or your current business or all the things that you have got to do in life and business. But when you step back, you realise you are the creator. Many don't have that as an opportunity. Many don't have that freedom. You do. Use it. Okay, that went deep. That went deeper than I thought it was going <laughs> to. Make it less intense. I'll make it less intense. <laughs> Number three, the third reason why you don't follow through on your goals is you were not realistic about the amount of time and energy available to you. You ignored things like business as usual, intentional rest, personal obligations. This is so, so fucking important. It's so basic, but it's so important. Earlier on, I mentioned that I didn't like setting realistic goals. I don't. I like setting goals that are totally unrealistic. <laughs> and I remember, I want to give you a story here because that sounds like I wouldn't have bought that if I was listening to this podcast, I don't know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have bought that. I'd have been like, oh, whatever. But I want to, I want to tell you this story. And this is the story that changed the way I saw goals. I remember I had a new team member once who misheard me about their daily target. 
I had to go out on meetings for the day and I'd said 17 and she'd heard 70. And when I got back to my desk at the end of the day to debrief, I asked her how she got on and she looked all nervous and sort of hesitated and she was like, okay, I managed 45, I'm so sorry. I really don't know how I could make 70. And I was floored. I thought 17 was a stretch. And I imagine that she would have too if I just if she'd have heard 17. But instead, she heard 70. And she accepted that. And she busted through what many of the other team members had ever achieved, all because she thought I'd said 70, not 17. The limit of what she thought was possible was immediately in that moment expanded. You know, none of the other team members had achieved that. And she was new. Anyway, back on topic. I just thought I'd share that because it came into my head and it's one of the reasons why I like setting goals that really stretch what we think is possible. But that said, yeah, when you set a goal, make it push the limits of your limiting beliefs. Make the goal stretching, but make the plan realistic. This is so important. I used to be about working harder and harder and harder. I am not about that life anymore. (laughs) Not one bit. I am now about how we can increase efficiency, frugality, innovation, and most important, impact. How can I make, this is my number one question for 2021, how can I make the biggest impact with my work? And in order to meet this goal, this challenge, I am forced to make my plans realistic. Earlier on, I mentioned the CEO, the manager and the worker and the danger with goal setting when we've got our CEO hat on is to ignore the manager and the worker, to stay in that CEO mindset and ignore the manager who's shouting, no, 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 we've got customer service and obligations and there's people who need our guidance and we've got marketing and responsibilities. And then there's the worker who is also you, who is feeling completely frazzled. If you can hear a cat in the background, you you are not mistaken. I'm getting my floors done at the moment and she at the moment is trapped in the office with me she's not allowed out the room (laughs) because she could stand in the varnish so that's how this episode's gonna roll I'm afraid you're just gonna have to bear with me but going back to the episode when you're goal setting your job is to wear that CEO hat is to set the vision but also in goal setting, allow the manager's hat to go on for a minute and consider business as usual. Consider all of the things that you have to do to keep things going as they are, as well as making progress towards your goal. If you feel like you're being a busy fool, meaning that you feel like you're prioritising the things that are keeping you busy instead of making continual progress towards your goal, join Thrive Together I'm never ever apologetic for selling in my podcast episodes anymore because I don't want to just sit here and produce content that highlights what you need to do. I also want to bring you the solution to those problems and Thrive Together is absolutely it. In there, we prioritise our high value activities, our HVAs towards our goals before the busy work. So yes, I accept. I am also, remember, a business owner. I accept that there is busy work to do. There is admin and stuff that you don't really like doing, fine. But if we prioritise that, then the high value activities, the things that are going to take you closer towards where you want to be, they will get pushed to the side and they will never get done. Best believe we are doing the work that has to be done inside Drive Together and we are doing it efficiently. 
and we are taking small steps consistently, meaning we are doing it more than we are doing it less every single day, every single week and month. We are progressing towards our goals at the same time as doing the work that has to be done, business as usual. But in goal setting, if you aren't realistic about the amount of time and energy that you have available to you, then it's gonna result in you not achieving your goals and also probably burnout, (laughs) which we do not want. The fourth is that you didn't mentally prepare yourself for setbacks. And then when one hit you, you saw it as a stop sign. Not a sign to keep learning, not a sign to keep growing, but a stop sign. Preparing for setbacks is really hard because they're very nature, they're scenario based. We don't know what we don't know and therefore, how can you plan for something that you don't know until it hits you in the face, you know? When we talk about being prepared for setbacks, it's absolutely normal to think of the actual practical, the the planning and factoring in time and energy for setbacks. But what we rarely plan for is the emotional resilience that we have to practice when things don't go our way. And this can be really hard. So the two things that I wanted to share with you Um, that I personally do when things aren't going my way, which is often, by the way, I'm hitting speed bumps in the road. The first thing that I acknowledge is, what is this teaching me? Right here in this messy middle where I feel naive and vulnerable and like I should have known better or I should have been able to avoid this, what is this showing me? What can I learn? And quite often in answer to that question, quite often I'm I'm met with the answer in my own head or when if I'm journaling, I'm met with the answer, well, I wouldn't be hitting this bump in the road. I wouldn't be hitting this um, setback if if I didn't have the courage to pursue my goal in the first place. So I actually think, oh, okay, I can deal with that. Like this setback is only happening because I am making progress and that makes it easier to swallow. And the second thing is I do everything in my power to stop my natural tendency to make it mean something about me. I know I've mentioned this definitely in another or several other podcast episodes, but it is absolutely worth repeating. When you're making progress towards a goal and you hit a setback, that setback is not a stop sign. It is a sign to keep going, to keep growing. And I'm actually not gonna say any more on this because it leads me nicely into my fifth and final point, which is you didn't map out how long you try for the fifth reason why you you don't make progress, you don't follow through on your goals is because you didn't map out how long you try for. And so you don't get results as quickly as you wanted to and you give up too soon. You wanted it to happen instantly and you're not willing to keep going if you don't see the results that you wanted to. We expect results now. We wanna be able to do it now. We want the knowledge and the skills now. We don't wanna to have to try in public and potentially fail and risk judgment. We want the results now. We, we say things to ourselves like we tried it and it didn't work, so we better pack it in before we invest too much energy. But instead of this, how about deciding upfront how long you'll be shit at it for? How about deciding upfront what results are reasonable ones to expect and when? Sort of links to my last, my last point, but I posted on recently on my Instagram a quote that went something like, the last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the fruit. Keep going, keep 
growing and I followed it up in the caption and in my stories by explaining how strongly I felt about this, how strongly I feel about intentional effort, not to be confused with unintentional busyness. You know, I am by nature an enthusiastic person. To me, these days, I value being enthusiastic and making progress much, much more than I do giving a half-arsed effort mixed in with half an excuse why I didn't try to protect my ego if it fails just so you know you can say oh but I didn't really give it my all so it didn't it's okay that it didn't work out and I say these days because I remember viscerally how it feels to be petrified of failure so in the same post in the caption I go on to explain how your power is in your persistence so many people that I work with have found this same power do they get results through simply being persistent immediately no of course they don't see results immediately but they do see results And if you need results quicker, my advice is double your rate of failure because in doing so, you are going to learn quicker and the very nature of increasing the volume of what you're doing, it will lead to success sooner. And before I leave that point there, before I go and before the noise of the floors getting done, (laughs) which if you've heard any noise in, in this podcast episode, it is my floors being done. I am very sorry, but this is life. Before I go, when I say double the amount of volume that you're doing. I don't mean double the amount of general work that you're doing, double the amount of hours that you're working. I do not mean that. I specifically mean double the volume of high value activities. So earlier on, I mentioned that when we set goals, we identify the high value activities to those goals. And so as an example, if your goal was to sell 10 bananas and you identified the highest value activity to doing that was direct selling on the phone to your immediate network. My advice to you would be, if you need results quickly, instead of calling 30 people, call 60. Double your rate of potential failure. But what I don't mean is send 200 emails instead of 100 because that's not something that we've identified as a high value activity. Yeah, don't get busy, get intentional. So before the noise gets too much, in summary, number one, When you set the goal, you didn't account for the things that you'll have to learn, the ways that you'll need to grow. Number two, you might have set the goal, but did you set a plan for how you're going to achieve it? Number three, were you realistic about the amount of time and energy that is currently available to you? So not ignoring business as usual, intentional rest, obligations, etc. Number four, did you account for setbacks? And when setbacks happen, did you see it as did you see it, sorry, as a sign to stop or a sign to keep going and keep growing and keep learning? And number five, did you map out how long you would persist for? Did you make a personal agreement with yourself how long you would try for? So I really hope that those five insights serve you and that you can see yourself in them, take what you need from them, and then go ahead and apply them in your life and in your business. Um, I also want to finish the episode just on a personal note by saying there was a part of me before that thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe I shouldn't record this podcast now. Maybe I should actually record it this evening where there's no noise. And then I thought, you know what? No, I am coming to you today from a place of personal integrity. I mention this to my Thrive Together, all the um, Thrive Together members all the time. Are you maintaining time discipline? And the only reason why I would move recording this podcast episode to this evening would be in case it wasn't perfect, in case there was some background noise. But 
when I thought about it, I thought, no, these are real humans who are listening, who are taking the time out to listen to my ramblings and what I'm sharing with you in the inner work conversation. And you know that I am also a real human. This is not heavily curated content. This is not heavily edited. And I want you to know that that doesn't come from a place of not giving a shit. I give a shit. I really want these episodes to be so valuable and so content rich so that you can take stuff away from them. But I also acknowledge that I am not walking my talk if I try to edit them heavily, if I try to make them perfect. And so, and I'm also not, I don't know what's going to happen later this evening. <laughs> Anything can happen um, in my life at the moment. So, particularly because I'm on dad duty tonight and his wanderings got a little bit worse, but that's a <laughs> totally different topic. But the reason that I'm mentioning that is because what if I did le- What if I did put this off to later on tonight? Something else happens. And because I wanted it to be perfect, because I wanted it to be just so, I actually didn't get round to recording this podcast episode today and therefore wasn't able to release it tomorrow. I would be more pissed off about that than I am the background noise that you've heard today. So yeah, I've I may or may not leave this ramble in, but <laughs> I might edit it out after saying all of that. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to share that with you because I want to keep it real and I want you to know that we're all doing this work, myself included. We're all recovering from perfectionist tendencies. We're all, you know, we all have our own insecurities and ways that we're trying to protect our own ego. And we're all trying to nav- navigate our way through life and through business in the best way that we know. So yeah, I'm going to leave it in. I hope that that helps you in some way, shape or form. Anyway, signing off now. I hope that this has served you today and I will see you in the next episode, which continues the theme of goal setting and making progress towards things that are meaningful to you in life and in business. hope you enjoyed the episode today and if you are thinking of joining Thrive Together and joining our goal setting theme for July please do so on or before the 4th of July in order to gain access prior to our kickoff call on the 5th at 1pm. Lastly before you go I wanted to say thank you thank you for being here it is such a privilege to be able to record these episodes so don't hesitate to contact me and let me know which bit resonated with you the most and if you're not already subscribed please do so you don't miss another episode and for those of you who are I'll see you in the next one